What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Bowl Call Fantasy Football Podcast. Today, we're taking a look at hyped players for the 2022 fantasy football season. Believe it or not, let's do this. All right, guys, we are back. Geek here from DFS Army. I've got Flex Shane with me. And we're taking a look at players that have been hyped for the 2022 fantasy football season we, we we're through or we're getting through week two of the preseason shane and yes. players are rising players are falling should we believe the hype that's the big question today and i think we could just get right into it there's a lot of players that are flying up draft boards and the number one guy the guy we've got to start with the biggest hype machine mm-hmm. and the biggest hype machine of them all I've been talking about him on some of the shows that we've been doing, and that's Kansas City running back Isaiah Pacheco. Is there Pacheco. anybody? Is there anybody being hyped bigger than this kid right now? Listen, the fact is, is that Clyde Edwards-Helaire is a bust. Even if he's okay, he's a bust compared to where the Chiefs took him a few years back. And Isaiah Pacheco is lighting up camp. So what you have to pay to get this guy? As far as I'm concerned, it's an absolute steal. And frankly, he is still a steal. So right now he's going at the RB50 spot, ADP 150. So it's Let you know, me get still the most recent. Cheap. Actually, I'm going to go. Let me give a little more recent because I feel like the hype is actually more intense than that. So let's go. I'm taking a look at the um, NFFC because that's sort of the best okay, yep. measure right now for sharp um, players. And let's see where we got Pacheco going at the moment. 41. So he he's moved up a little bit in the last week or so. Mm-hmm. He's now um RB41. But going after, and this is what you're you're right about. So to talk about this kid real quick, 90 plus percentile speed and agility score. Mm-hmm. Leadership galore. He was the captain of his team. He was the captain of the Rutgers team for multiple years. Actually had offers to leave and go to a real uh college football program, but stayed because of his guys and he was a captain probably a bad decision in fairness but you know that kind of guy yep already named the rb2 by the kansas city coaching staff they love mm-hmm. him right this reminds me of james robinson a couple of years ago it really really does and but on a much better team so he's going after naeem hines no upside hines he's going yep. after James Cook, probably uh, another hype product that I, I I disagree with that hype, right? Um, he's going after Melvin Gordon, who, okay, a one hit away from being good. But with with Pacheco, I, I'm so I'm gonna throw this to you, but I, I mm-hmm. believe the hype here. This is a guy that you want to get at his ADP, RB41. You want to jump his ADP. You want to make mm-hmm. sure you're gonna get him. I'm taking him ahead of, you know, Kenneth Walker, James Cook, Cordero Patterson, Melvin Gordon, all those guys. I'm, t- I'm, I'm jumping ADP because if Pacheco emerges as the guy, he's going to lead your team to a championship this year. It's that simple. What do you say, Flex Shane? Well, here's the thing is you don't have to be like you're willing to do that, which is eighth round, ninth round. You don't really have to do that. You can still wait. But as the hype continues and continues to boil up, throughout the season you might have to because you might be end up going right around round eight round nine so getting ahead of it and next weekend 
Kevin, as you very well know, is the busiest weekend in fantasy football drafts. So it's, it's all coming to a head next week. So we got to be prepared. And this week we're seeing a few more teams that are actually going to play with the starters. And so understanding what players are sitting, what players are not sitting, but conversely understanding, okay, are, is the team playing the starters? For example, the bills last week didn't play the starters. Okay. This week they're planning to play the starters. The Houston Texans yesterday, Damian Pierce, who we'll talk about, he didn't play, which is a good thing because they didn't play the starters yesterday. So it's all one of those situations. We got to continue to monitor where Pacheco is going relative to that. But Pacheco is going to be a good pick, whether it's in a redraft scenario next week when you're drafting or in a best ball scenario, because obviously best ball, if he hits, it's perfect, right? But he's the perfect kind of bench stash player that really does have that league winning upside because what we love about him is that 99th percentile, 100th percentile speed score, which is his um, size adjusted 40 yard dash, right? And it's one of the most predictive analytical tools that we have for running backs, especially for a player coming from a Rutgers where, okay, you know, it's, it's the school itself not exactly known for its NFL prowess. Um, you know, what's interesting is that our boy Flex, or uh, Mike, Flex Mike was, was hyping up Pacheco pretty much since the combine. So we've been on this guy. And then, I mean, he, you know, Mike, he's a sharp guy. He looks at the numbers. He looks at the X's and O's. And so far, it's, it's coming home to roost. So yeah, I'm liking I love that. It. I, I, you know, I love it when a plan comes together, right? So yeah. um, Pacheco, get him on your team this year, guys. If you're watching this, if you want the bowl calls, get him on your team. He doesn't cost, he costs too little to not have on your fantasy team. So make sure you get him. Now, let's talk about another hype job in the preseason. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm trying to go yes and no a little bit. So sure. uh, we'll see. There's a lot of yeses here and some no's. But I'm going to talk about Romeo Dubs, wide receiver, yeah. Green Bay Packers rookie. Not the first rookie wide receiver they drafted, but the second. Now, mm -hmm. Shane, here's the thing. I mean, he's getting a lot of hype, but I'm not sure that's translating a ton to his ADP at the moment. He is moving up stupidly in some uh, dynasty drafts to areas where he probably shouldn't be. Oh. But as far as his current ADP, um, 60, uh, WR 62 overall in high stakes league. So he's going, you know, basically free. Yeah. He, uh, he's, he's after, you know, he's after names like Jacoby Myers and DJ shark. So he's basically a free player. Yeah. So which is probably where he should be going, frankly. Yeah. My feeling is no, I'm, I'm passing yeah. on this, on this hype job completely. And here's my reasoning, um, with, with dubs, you know, he's, he actually, it's great preseason. I played him last night uh, in the mm -hmm. preseason uh, DFS. Wonderful. Yeah, he scored. Excellent, yep. right? Great. Thank <laughs> yeah. you, Romeo Dobbs. But the reality is Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is not the quarterback that you want to pair up with a rookie wide receiver. You just don't. He has never shown in his career that he will trust a rookie. Um, he needs his guys. He he needs his his. Jedi mind meld with his wide receiver in order to have success. Even Devonte Adams took two full years of marinating with Aaron Rodgers before he actually did anything. So for me, for me, it's a, it's a pass. I'm passing on Romeo dubs. How do you feel about him? I feel exactly the same way as you. I mean, we go back and we were scouting these guys as we're starting to build up our dynasty rankings. Right. And Romeo dubs, when he got drafted by the Packers, you had to take note just because, hey, he got drafted by the Packers. But as you note, he wasn't the first 
wide receiver that was taken. That was obviously Christian Watson, who they traded up to get in the round two. And the thing is, is that Watson's been hurt and is missing a lot of camps. So that's obviously worrisome from that perspective, but it's given an opportunity for Romeo Dubs to come and step up and, and make plays. And it's obviously not a bad thing. We can't totally discount the fact that he's a rookie, but at the same time, you know, when the bullets are flying for real, I think we've been pretty clear, and, and you're the guy who's the most ahead of this. It's Alan Lazard, it's Aaron Jones, it's AJ Dillon, and that's pretty much all we want from this offense. And so, a little a little Bobby, little Bobby Tunyon, uh, just yes. just for, for shits and gigs. But yes, uh, you know, do not trust Aaron Rodgers with rookie wide no. receivers. That just doesn't work out very well. All right, I got another rookie wide receiver, and and this hype is real. This kid has moved up. Not 21, but now 26 spots in ADP in the last week or so. Okay. And and this is some serious hype, and, and I'm kind of buying into it. And that's mm-hmm. George Two Tap Pickens, right? Mm-hmm. Wide receiver, Pittsburgh Steelers. And a little bit of background. This is another guy that people don't understand really the background of, of Pickens. He was the consensus best wide receiver in college football. Some injuries combined with some personality concerns that mm-hmm. some teams had dropped him down into the second round. The Steelers gobbled him up. Now, Shane, here's a couple of interesting points. The Steelers are really good at picking wide receivers. They're yes. good at this, right? They're pretty good. Like they draft wide receivers well. That's number one. So they have a history of success. Number two, and this is my favorite part they like his nasty personality, they love that about him which is very different from what other teams like other teams are like, Oh, he's not a team player. The Steelers like that about this kid. And he has just looked spectacular both in the preseason games themselves and in training camp. So are you buying the hype? He's also kind of free. He's going WR 51. Um, you know, mm-hmm. so if you want him, he's right there with the Traylon Burks, Sky Moore, Olave crew, the other rookies. He's now up there with them. I think I, I would. Know. Yeah, no, I would absolutely. I would absolutely look at like if we're going to if you're going back in time and you're looking at your rookie drafts, probably right around that after Chris Olave goes off the board and you're staring at Jamison Williams or George Pickens, like that's the discussion ahead of Sky Moore. I love Sky Moore, but George Pickens is a real deal. So for those who don't know, he did play for Georgia, and in his um, freshman season, he he broke out at 18.5, which is a super early breakout age. Okay. He tore his ACL in 2020, so he missed a bunch of the 2020 season and missed pretty much the entire 21 season, and then he came back in the national championship game where they did win, but he didn't really contribute. Just, you know, you could tell he just wasn't 100%. So there was a lot of question marks. The same thing for Jamison Williams. Like, he tore his ACL. He fell in the draft because of it. I say fell. I think he went at, what, 11 or 12 overall. But George Pickens really fell because he was a black box prospect. And then you add into the fact, as you know, that he had the off-field issues. I don't want to get into it because it's all just hearsay, but it was some kind of like, you know, this kid has some maturity issues. And, um, you know, if you're going to go to a team, you want to go to a coach like Mike Tomlin. I don't know if you saw. I did uh, see with the kids. And, yeah, Mike yeah, Tomlin. Yeah, I mean, he's listen, just, Mike he's Tomlin's just the man. Goat. Yeah, yeah he's all. just the goat, right? So you want that sort of thing. And then, and then you know, you know, you kind of peel back the ending a little bit. And, like, Antonio Brown just totally went off the uh, – off the hedge, whatever the hell. He just went crazy, right? And you got to think, okay, Tomlin obviously was able to, to hold that back until he left the Steelers. Well, I'm confident. And George Pickens, man, you look at him. He's just, he's pissed off, man. He's pissed off that he fell in the draft. He's pissed off the players like Tyquan Thornton, who's hurt, of course, 
went before him in the draft. Never take a never trust the Patriots oh, to Lord. draft a wide receiver, by the way. That is just never going to work out well. Oh, no kidding. So, yeah, no, I, I absolutely buy the hype here. Now, what's actually really interesting is that he, Chase Claypool is going only a couple more spots ahead of George Pickens. And so the question is, Kevin, you're on the clock. Do you like the upside of Chase Claypool because he's done it? Granted, it was two years ago. Or are you going to take George Pickens, who we believe is going to overtake him as the number two in that offense? Maybe even the number one over Deontay Johnson. Yeah, no, you're, you're taking Pickens. Now, I, I want to qualify this a little bit. I love Pickens much more as a dynasty pick this year than yeah. I do as a player that's going to help my fantasy football team this season have success. My, my strategy with, with season-long fantasy football is really to take running backs that are one hit away in the, you know, in the bench spots, much more so than these kind of wide receivers that might emerge. It's really tough. I don't know who the quarterback is for the Steelers right now. Um, whoever he is, he's probably not that great. So I don't love yeah. him as much this season, but you're not getting, you're not doing very well with your wide receiver at this point in the draft anyway, if you're taking wide receivers late. So I like Pickens much more. I, I believe, essentially, I believe the hype in terms of the player, but I don't expect him to lead my team to a fantasy championship this season per se might get us a couple good uh, couple good games. Now, guys, before we go on, I, we've got a bunch more hyped players to go through. But I want to remind you, if you if you like the show, um, make sure you're subscribed to this channel. This is the uh, DFS Army Fantasy Football channel. And, of course, I've got a lot coming up. Tonight, if you're watching now, tonight I am doing a live stream of a high-stakes draft that I'm going up against some of the best of the best. That's 8 p.m. tonight. I will be live streaming my portion of this draft while I smash the experts. And you guys watch me make them into my bitches. Sislowski is in there. <laughs> Statsational's in there. We got a lot of big names and we're going to crush them. Now, um, also remember that over on the DFS Army YouTube channel, The Standard, we are about to start hammering our DFS content as well. I've got a video coming out today just talking about the common mistakes that people make on DraftKings and FanDuel contest selection, lineup construction. It's super, super important, that video. And then starting next week, almost every day of the week, we're going to be live streaming back tests where we're going to use the Domination Station Optimizer back test all of last season. Every single week, we're going to kind of fine-tune our skills. We're going to get back into using the Optimizer, creating mass multi-entry lineups. So we've got DFS going. We've got season-long fantasy football going. It is the best time of year get signed up at dfs army of course if you aren't promo code kickoff preseason i don't even remember one of them is getting you a discount i don't remember which yeah. one probably you know should remember that oh you know yeah what's sick though is like you go to your dfs army twitter feed and it's just takedown after takedown after takedown yeah. after takedown people are winning right. real money let's get back into this all right yes. so more hype jobs now, here's one of my favorite players this year. He will be, he's on, this player is on every one of my best ball teams. Shane, 100%. That's not normal. That. I've drafted about 70 teams. This player is on 100% of my best ball teams. Now, he's finally getting hype, and he's moving up. Let me see how many spots. Uh, up 26 spots since August 2nd, oh, since August 5th. Okay, and let me check the current ADP on this player. But I'm talking about Damian Fierce Pierce, my absolute lock button best ball play all season long. He's now up to and still too low. 
Mm-hmm. RB 34 up 26 spots just in the last week. This is why he's on all my teams, by the way, because I was getting him for free, right? But Damian Pierce, what was the news today, Shane? That he's not, well, he didn't play in the preseason game yesterday, which and is a good sign. why didn't he play in the preseason game? Why? Because all signs are pointing to him, shockingly, beating out Marlon Mack as a starting running back on the Houston Texans. Yes. You're getting a starting running back. Again, we talk about James Robinson two years ago. A lot of people said, well, the Texans, not that good of a team. Do you really want their running Mm -hmm. back? Well, you remember that the Jaguars were a pretty shit team two years ago when James Robinson came out of nowhere and was the starter and had a spectacular top six running back season. And you got him Mm -hmm. for nothing. Damian Pierce, why, what possible reason would the Texans say, oh yeah, let's roll out the the molasses-footed Marlon Mack and 37-year-old Rex Burkhead. No, they're going to give the kid a shot, right? They're going to give the kid a shot at being the starter. He averaged nine yards per carry. Listen, that's a preseason game, whatever. It doesn't matter. He looked good. He looks the part. He Going in, this was a player that, again, talking to some of the, the scouts before the NFL draft, this guy was a top three. This was a guy talked about as one of the top three favorite running backs in this draft. He dropped down. Um, he dropped down a bit, uh, you know, in terms of his uh, draft position. But draft position is, of all the spots, running back is the the one where you can kind of throw it out the most. You know, wide receivers drafted in the seventh round, they're not going to work out. But running mm-hmm. backs drafted late, they do work out. There's no reason why the Texans won't start. To, I love Damian Pierce. How do you feel about him? And love him. Absolutely love him. And, you know, I'm starting to <clears throat> starting to regret that decision at that early, early second round pick where it was really between Rashad White and Damian Pierce. And, you know, I had Rashad White ranked one spot above him. And that was just a, a testament of my scouting beforehand. But it's clear as day that Damian Pierce is outperforming. And here's some things. Okay, so last season on 100 carries, Kevin, he broke 39 tackles. That's outstanding. Okay, he was probably one, I would say one of the most efficient running backs in college football last season. The only problem is, and the reason that we had some pause was the fact that he wasn't getting the opportunities, which kind of makes you scratch your head a little bit as to why, but he's an acrobat in the passing game. He knows how to hit the hole and he's showing coaches that he can be trusted as I, I think he could be one of those three down workhorse type backs he can now, catch he yeah. can do it all i love this kid so I, i'm glad i wish i had more dynasty exposure to him if i'm being honest um yeah. where in dynasty right now i mean <sighs> he's got to be ahead of james cook i mean if you're crazy if you're not taking him ahead of james cook and i think he's still one notch ahead of isaiah pacheco but oh no he is yeah damian pierce definitely is yeah that's Look, enough if, i would say like the top half of your rookie draft and at this point i mean most leagues aren't doing rookie drafts but if we were to redraft it now i would say again right when you're getting to that george pickens i'm taking george pickens first i'm probably taking um jameson williams first and then after that it's a discussion between sky Moore, maybe even look jameson williams he's out of sight out of mind right now but trust me when i say he is electric yeah he'll be good so yeah he's gonna be good so we're talking dynasty here now in season long he's still like damian pierce is still gonna be He's, he's too you, cheap. He's let too me cheap. tell you who he's going after because this is this is really this is so important. Who is he going mm-hmm. after? So 
Miles Sanders is still going ahead of him. Really? Miles Sanders? Stop. You're not Get you haven't here, burned Miles enough Sanders. by him. Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny is going before him. Again, this is a guy on a team that will win maybe one game this year, maybe two. Injury prone mm-hmm. running back. How does that help you? Um Antonio Gibson, who's now kind of have a shitty role. Tony Pollard is going way ahead of him. Why do people keep taking Tony Pollard? What's wrong with you people? Stop doing that. Don't be stupid. What's wrong with people? Josh Jacobs is yep. going to have so so like okay, okay, take Tony Pollard. Take fucking take fucking Antonio Gibson, take Raymondre Stevenson and Damian Harris, two running backs on the same team. I'm gonna take Damian Pierce after all of you guys and going to smash you in in our league that we're in together. I'm going to make you my bitch. That's what I'm saying. Just take this guy. Let the suckers take Tony Pollard. I don't even get it. I honestly don't get it. I, I'm I'm flabbergasted. Why are you doing this, people? I like that you it's, do it. It makes you me know money. why? It's it's that Houston Texans discount. I mean, if they win five games this season, that's going to be impressive, right? Do you agree with that? Or like that's what it you get into discount because they don't think there's the upside of a league winner. They don't think I like he's gonna be able to score I don't think double digit shoot, touchdowns. I like the Texans. I think the Texans, I'm betting the over on wins for the Texans this year. I think they're a little bit better than people think. Um, mm-hmm. I think they've improved in, in a couple of areas. But even if they don't, again, we saw James Robinson. As long as you can catch a pass, and Damian Pierce can, I think he's a three down um skill set. Mm-hmm. As long as you could do that. You could do fine. And again, we're not paying a premium. We're, he's going after, you know, well, yeah. after, after guys like, like like Devin Singletary. We could talk about the, the Bills backfield. It's a mess. So I like the price. What mm-hmm. what happens if I'm wrong about Damian Pierce? Nothing. He Nothing. I took him late. I drop him. Okay. More, you know, Or I keep him. I hold him. I hold him second half of the season. He emerges or he gets hurt and I drop him. And I, it didn't hurt me. So the the cost is nothing. The benefit is massive. That's how you win your league. Loves me some Damian Pierce. I hope that people who are drafting against me tonight in mm-hmm. in this league are not watching this because I mm. he's a big part of my plan. Um, don't tell Sislowski about this both ball. <laughs> Let's keep it between us. Um, all right. Some more hype machines. Elijah Moore, mm-hmm. wide receiver, New York Jets. Now, I'm going to throw this one over to you. Hmm. Elijah Moore, spectacular talent. But Jets, that's one. Mm-hmm. Zach Wilson, already hurt. Not sure that even matters because I don't. I, when he's not hurt, I think Zach Wilson may absolutely suck. I think he might be horrific. Yeah. So do we want to spend a top 32 pick? And that's what you got to pay for Elijah Moore. You're not paying that much. But you're paying a top 32 pick. I think he's actually number 32. Wide receiver 32. Exactly. So he's he's yep. number 32. WR3. Do we want to pay WR3 price for this kid who is talent-wise, you know, as talented as anybody? They're, they're talking. Um, actually, Joe Flacco today compared him to uh, Steve Smith Sr., mm-hmm. which is as good of a guy. I, I don't know what better comparison you can ever make about a player than saying that he's got Steve Smith type skills and and so the skills are there but can we trust him this year as our wr3 man i i'm smashing 
that WR3 ADP right now. He has all the upside to finish as high-end wide receiver two. And if he gets in the box because he's going to get the volume, he easily has a wide receiver one. Out, uh, that's his profile. The one thing that kind of worried us about Elijah Moore as a rookie was that he came into the league at 178, which we talk about like 180 is kind of that Mendoza line where these players are just slight. They get hurt. And he's up to 191 now in camp. He looks all the part of an alpha. Um, kind of, you know, what we think and hope Rashad Bateman can and will be is exactly what Elijah Moore is now. Um, frankly, I think that Joe Flacco is an upgrade for Elijah Moore, right? What That's was the thing. Flacco- I, I said it's almost bad that it's almost bad that Wilson's <laughs> gonna come back. Like if it was if it was Joe Flacco, I think I'd be more interested. <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm nervous. I'm nervous about Elijah Moore having consistent production every probably week. not paying for consistent production when you're drafting him as a wr3 um now john knows you, what's up by the way for yeah, all the still play- guys make sure you stack up on your blue moons uh that is a must or if you're in <laughs> if you're in canada i'll allow you to replace it with labat blue labat for Stop. my canadian brothers and for my cousins Stop. in canada labat. Hey, listen, the great thing about canada right now is that we changed all of the um like the the small brewery laws, the microbrewery laws. So they're just they're everywhere, man. Oh, so I you, bet. you don't need to go with like to drink the Labatt crap. You can go get like the good stuff at your local brewery. So yeah, every, every I, I, all I gotta say in, is every third house in Manitoba is a microbrewery. I mean, come on. <laughs> pretty pretty much. They're all doing the basement. You see like the explosions through the windows every every yeah. nighttime, it just lights up the sky. But I will say, so we're gonna do a hyped show in probably next week, I'd I'd say, as we just, you know going into that last um, super weekend for drafts and spoiler alert, my absolutely favorite flag plant player this season is going to be Elijah Moore. I just think the, the upside is there. The talent is there. Um, we like Garrett Wilson, but he's a rookie. He's still making rookie mistakes. And so Elijah Moore is just going to dominate the targets. He's going to get, I think eight, nine targets every single week. Um, we don't expect the jets to throw a lot because that's not how they're going to win games. If they actually win games, but Elijah Moore is going to have 20 to 25% target share every single week and he's going to produce. So I, the I verdict, like it. The verdict buy, buy, buy. All right. So um, a couple more, we've, we, we've got more here and more hype, hype products. And this guy, this is one of the biggest surprises for me. Um, and, and I'm just going to talk about this entire wide receiver sort of backfield situation wide receiver corpse situation for mm-hmm. a team, because I think there are some mistakes I'm seeing like smart fantasy analysts hyping up a player that I, I, I just, they're sorely mistaken. They are going to get burned on this guy almost for sure. Uh, like I feel very confident that they are getting burned and I'm talking about the San Francisco wide receiver core and, and specifically Brandon Ayuk. Now, Shane, before the show, you mentioned that there's actually some hype going on for another player, Danny Gray, who's uh you know that's really deep, right? He's a he's a speedster. People talking about Danny Gray. Forget yeah. that. Forget that guy. Though. He no. Okay. Not buy. Not buy. No buy. But Brandon Ayuk has been shooting up draft boards lately. People talking about improved skills and and more. Listen, this is a warning, Shane. Okay. Mm-hmm. And here's what the warning is. San Francisco already didn't run. They didn't throw a lot of passes to begin with. This is a team that wants to run the football. With Jimmy Garoppolo when he was the quarterback, they were throwing 28 times a game, maybe 32. Like they want to run the football. Now you add in a quarterback that's going to replace 
seven or eight of those targets with designed runs. So now they're going to go from about 30, maybe 32 passing targets per game down to 23. Mm -hmm. So you want to tell me that running backs plus Debo Samuel, who needs to get fed, he's not going to be the running back. So they're going to feed Debo seven, eight, nine targets a game, hopefully. George Kittle is on this team, and he's going to demand six or seven targets. All right, that's nine plus seven. We're at 15, right? Two mm -hmm. or three or four to the running backs. That's 18, 19. What's left for Brandon Ayuk? Four targets per game. You do not want Brandon Ayuk as your starting wide receiver this year. He's going way too high, way too high for what? Like Brandon Ayuk, WR37 right now, right? After mm -hmm. him, you can get Kadarius Tony, Robert Woods, who'll get nine, seven, eight, nine targets a game. Sky Moore, Chris Olave, much, much better, high upside plays. A lot of the guys we talk about. I am selling the hype on Brandon Ayuk. I am not interested. What say you, Flex Shane? Yeah, I mean, this one's tough because I really do love Brandon Ayuk as a player. And I was one of those idiots last year who was saying that he was going to outperform Debo Samuel. I thought it was going to be the Brandon Ayuk season dead wrong about that one i was one of those guys sorry oh, oh my god last year yeah yeah that's why i you know you didn't listen to the bowl call you argued with me i told you last season stole my soul Debo over Ayuk. i have debo on every dynasty team yeah. that i drafted and every single team last season won the championship so that was an yeah. easy one for me big mistake so yeah i would say listen if you decided to go in another direction early in your drafts and you're looking at a wide receiver here i don't hate brandon Ayuk here but to your point, it's going to be a very rough season if you're trying to decide because he's going to be essentially one of your flex decisions. Every I do week, hate it. Right? I'm, I'm going. I'm going full hate. Not even. You, I, I hate yeah. It. I'm going full hate. I am actually going to say that if you are a watcher of the bowl call, and you draft Brandon Ayuk, I have no sympathy for your loss. I'm sorry for your loss, but I have yes. no sympathy for it. You're going to suffer. You're going <laughs> to watch a guy who gets four targets. He's going to score. Seven fantasy points. He's going to be in. Mm -hmm. he, he's going as a WR. It's crazy. He's going as a starting wide receiver. He's your WR3 when you draft him. And you took him ahead of Alan Lazard, who is locked into six or seven targets with a good quarterback. You took him ahead of Kadarius Tony, who has massive upside if just some things fall into place. You took him ahead of Bobby Trees, aka Robert Woods, who's going to be mm -hmm. the WR1 for his team with no competition for targets whatsoever. You have no sympathy for me if you take Brandon. Do not draft him. Why don't draft players on teams that are only going to throw 20 times a game, especially if it's not the number one target on that team? No sympathy. No sympathy. None. Yeah, I haven't baked in Ryder Brown as ADP, so I don't hate it, but I, I get your point. He's going to be a frustrating player to have on your team this year just because he's going to go off one week on your bench. The next week you're going to start him, and he's going to be dog shit. Um, Bloody Brown and Ayuk, but it's going to be he won't be, a, he won't be a frustrating player on my team. No, he won't. And be sometimes not. that's what it's about, right? I mean, it's also about roster construction, who you're drafting around this area. There's going to be players like AJ Dillon you can probably take, like JK Dobbins. Um, if you want to go with one of those upside quarterbacks, it's you know a bit of a teardrop, but Joe Burrow's going around that area, Russell Wilson is going around that area. So, um, obviously, we preach take a quarterback late. But there's a lot of good options around that area of the draft where you can start those players with confidence. You know who I have baked in ahead of him, but still going after him in ADP? 
your favorite boy, Alan Lazard. That's like, I'd much rather go with yeah. Alan Lazard over Brandon Ayuk. And even even Lazard's a little overhyped at this point, but but like I'll take him over Ayuk, but I'll take Kadarius yeah. Tony all day over Ayuk. Kadarius Tony passes the eye test. Like these are players that can actually help you win your league. Um, and the you know the WR one for his team. I'll take the WR one for the Giants. It, it it's nonsensical. Mm-hmm. The WR one for the Giants is going after the essentially the number three or four target for a team that's only going to throw the ball twenty to twenty five times a game. It makes no sense and it's it show there's a real advantage in fantasy football especially if you ignore like the the sorry to say but the run of the mill adps and analyst guys there's a real advantage if you just ignore these guys because they're feeding you incorrect info. i would they're feeding people stuff that is just bad info and it helps listen it helps the adp but they're not thinking it all the way through so i like that now um let's move Let's move to a player that's, you know, we're talking about late round picks right now, but I want to talk about a player that's getting a ton of hype right now and um, is not a late round pick, but rather a, you know, maybe a first rounder at this point. That's Saquon Barkley. You know, Saquon Barkley has moved up at this point to RB7 overall. Okay. So if you're looking at, um, Running back ADP. It's Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, Najee Harris, Dalvin Cook. This is by ADP. Derrick Henry. And then right after Derrick Henry, Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley is tearing it up in camp. He looks amazing. He has no competition for touches this year. None. But... The negative side is the Giants offense has been an absolute shit show, not the kind of offense that you really want to invest a lot of high draft capital in. And and Saquon Barkley has been an injury machine. So what do we do with Saquon Barkley at the RB7 position? My feeling is this is too risky of a play in the first round. I cannot justify Saquon Barkley as a first round draft pick. You can't, you don't want to lose your draft. Uh, So we lost Flex Shane for a little bit here, Uh, but you don't want to lose your draft in the first round. That's the ultimate rule of drafting. And if you're going to take, I'm just going to, I'm just going to bring up the overall ADP. So Saquon Barkley, he's going pick number 12 overall. A, he's going one pick ahead of DeAndre Swift, who I think is the same guy, but a little bit better. So I'm just going to take DeAndre Swift, but he's going a few picks ahead of Alvin Kamara as well, who I think is just a safer a safer bet for similar production. So for me, at pick 12, as a first-round pick, I am selling on the hype of... Well, let's pull him out over here, but I'm selling on the hype of Saquon Barkley. I think it's too aggressive. It's too scary. Too risky for me. Uh, (laughs) Listen, when you're, when you're coming out of like Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, even just having internet up there is, is a miracle. So uh, too risky for me, guys, too risky on Saquon Barkley. Oh, there he is. Um, 
I just spent the last. Fuck. Yeah, there you go. Um, I just spent the last minute just talking about Saquon. A little too risky for me in the first round. I like him, <sighs> but I don't want to lose my draft. I don't want to lose my draft based on this kid. The injury history is real. Mm -hmm. The ankles are like toothpicks. They snap. Like, step on a pebble. The ankle's gone. Yeah. I Saquon have Barkley is, is the princess and the P of fantasy, <laughs> of, of fantasy football. Ten mattresses. You put a P under there, he's feeling it. Like, that. he stepped on a P. The ankle's gone. Can't trust him. So... All reports, Kevin, are that he's I know, healthy. He okay, great. I know he looks fantastic. He looks great. He's got a chip on his shoulder now. For those of you who remember, like Saquon Barkley, he's he like he's he's a gladiator in the arena, but he's like one of the softest spoken, just like a, a, a kind of a gentle dude, like a gentle giant. We call him almost right. Um, he's got he's got a chip, man. He's getting upset with the fact that uh, I mean he was called up by his coach uh, Brian Dable and, and basically said that he dances too much. At the line of scrimmage, well, that's because his his O line and his blocking were absolute shite before, right? Now he seems to be hitting the hole with confidence. He's not quote dancing as much as the line of scrimmage. I am taking Alvin Kamara ahead of him because Alvin Kamara right now everything's pointing to the fact that he's going to be around. He's not going to get suspended this season, um, and it's really a decision for me between Aaron Jones and Saquon Barkley. And I could see both. I'm sides. taking Jones ahead of him. I'm taking yeah. Jones ahead of him, but you won't get it. He he's, he's not getting there. He's going pick 12 in, overall. He's going ahead of those guys. Dude, in high stakes leagues, he's going to like the pick seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Like it's it's insane how high he's going. And that's just people. I mean, the truth is, I mean, the whole RB unit in rounds one and two, there's so many question marks for a lot of these guys. And so people are kind of just taking, okay, Saquon's my guy. I'm going to take Saquon. If you know, if you bust on your first round pick, it's going to pretty much sink your season anyways. But in these high stakes leagues, it's, yeah. it's win or nothing, right? So Saquon, we talk about range of outcomes. CMC, I would say absolutely mass, like highest, uh, just total upside in fantasy football right now. I would say Saquon, a perfect healthy Saquon is probably number two in terms of just massive upside. But there's just so much risk baked in because of the injuries, because he's on a shitty team in the New York Giants. Think they'll be better. Think they'll be better. We hope, but they still have Daniel Jones at the helm. So yeah, it, it, it's yeah. just it's just. A, although I will say, Tyrod Taylor's tearing up that camp too. And if Daniel Jones starts off rough, Tyrod, man, we might get this finally unleash uh, unleash the tie god beast. <sighs> yeah, for so the Dable, Giants. So there's some interest they, over there. Yeah, so so there was like you know there's this this discussion around camp because um, Tyrod was coming in and playing with the ones once in a while. And what Dable said was, no, 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 this is just to simulate real game action where what if Daniel Jones went down, Tyrod's got to be able to come in and be the starter instantly, right? So do we buy it? I think he's just yeah. kind of, you know, no, hedging Daniel his bets Jones, a little bit. Daniel Jones is still yeah. going to be the guy, but but I'm just saying, yeah, yeah. If, he, if, he, if he fails, Tyrod's there. So um, guys, reminder, like and subscribe to the channel, of course. And and if you have a hype machine, you want to talk us to talk about it, pop him in the comment section. And if you're watching this on the replay, of course, let us know some of your thoughts on some of these guys that we're talking about. Are you buying? Are you selling the hype? Are you buying the hype on these guys? I want to know. I want to know what you guys are thinking. Um, so let us know in the comments section as we go through this and as you're watching this, uh, what you think of these players and are you buying or not? Uh, one last one last player we could talk about, and I'm not sure how much hype he's really getting. Um, he's up a little bit, 21 spots in the last week or so. 
And that's Brian Robinson running back. What are they called now? The Commanders? The Commandos. Washington Commanders. Oh, Commanders. Yeah, I, I call them the Commandos, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, Brian Robinson. I, I'm not buying the hype on this kid. Listen, what I like about Brian Robinson is one thing and one thing only. He's one hit away from maybe being a, a quality fantasy starter on your team. And Antonio Gibson hasn't exactly been the most durable running back in the NFL. But um, beyond that, you know, I, I, for me, Brian Robinson is in the pool of one hit away running backs that I like. That includes names like Hassan Haskins, um, you know, uh, Isaiah Spiller, Isaiah Spiller. Well, I'm not even sure he's one hit away, so I'm not I'm not convinced on him, but. But, um, you know, there are some guys that are legit one hit away guys. Of course, uh, my favorite of all is always going to be Alexander Madison. Uh, you're talking about, uh, you know, Pacheco is, is in that group. Uh, you know, I, I'd, I'd put names like Darrell Henderson in that group. I'd put names like um, Ramondre Stevenson in that group and, and, and Kareem Hunt. So, you know, one hit away guys. Rashad White is a great example of a one hit away guy who could really uh, crush Michael Carter <laughs> All of those names. So he's in the mix for me. Khalil Herbert's in that mix. Tyler, uh, he's in that mix. So I, I, I'm not buying hype Brian on Robinson. Brian Robinson. I just, I, I'm throwing him in my pool of one hit away guys. I like guys like that on my fantasy bench. Yeah. So, I mean, the hype around Brian Robinson isn't so much the hype for Robinson as so much as it is the anti hype, the hate, yeah. as you will, for Antonio Gibson. Um, Listen, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this last week and a half, two weeks of preseason looks with Gibson because, you know, it's all over the internet. He's been practicing with the special teams. He's been practicing with the punt units. It doesn't look good for Antonio Gibson, but Stay away. he's still the most talented back on that offense. And, I mean, honestly, Maybe. the commanders at this point, it's just a team to stay away from. Terry McLaurin, yes, is fine, but... Carson Wentz is he's just up and down, which is classic Carson Wentz, right? One day he'll look like an all pro, the next day he'll look like he's a friggin' third string practice squad type player. And you know, Jahan Dotson is a stud. We love Jahan Dotson, but I'm at the point where you can't you can't really get any shares of him because he's gonna disappoint you. Um Antonio Gibson, we don't know what we're getting there. I mean, Antonio Gibson was kind of that ripcord last starting comp Gibson. competent starting running back. I don't know if I'm there anymore on that. No, I, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, this is not what I'm saying for number one. Yeah. I am not on Gibson. Listen, Gibson disappointed. Here's, we had hope. We had some hope. We all smoked the hopium. The hopium. And here's the hopium said that, oh, Gibson was a wide receiver in college. And so he's going to be this great pass catching. Where are the pass, where, where, where are the pass catches? They brought back JD McKissick. We were all hoping that Gibson was going to be this pass catching um, Christian McCaffrey clone. And instead we got a guy who's just an okay running back and he gets hurt a lot and he, they don't use him on third down. He can't pass protect to save his life. And that that's one of the biggest problems. He can't pass protect. Mm -hmm. So they need a McKissick. They bring in a different guy on third down. That's a problem on a team that doesn't score that often. You know, like he's just, he doesn't do anything that you want on your team. And now he's got competition at the goal line with a bigger guy who should be better at smashing it in. It's basically, uh, and, and you uh, listen, clipboards, right. I did love, you know, I did. I, I smoked the hopium too, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm not immune to it. I liked no. Antonio Gibson going into last year, but all right, listen, you gotta be able to change your mind and adjust. And I'm not, I'm not staying on it. Um, 
I've got two more things I want to kind of just talk to you about. And and this Mm -hmm. isn't so much of a hype thing, but the running back for the Eagles, like what's up with that? That's number one. Yeah, no, for me, it's, it's, I'm staying the hell away from Miles Sanders, but I'm probably going to be taking Kenny Gamewell. Like to me, it's a Kenny Gamewell play. He's going, let me see if I got the ADP right in front of me, but I very little guy going right around 120, 130 overall. He's, he's going. Me, that's just it's still too early. Yeah. So he's going to RB 45, 133 overall. It's still too cheap. That's in round 11. It's still too cheap for a player that could be. But he's electric. He's very small. He's very small. Five foot eight. That ain't for me. It's 200 pounds. Kenny Gainwell is not. I mean, I talked to Gargano about Kenny Gainwell um, a couple days ago. You know, no be- better Eagles insider. And Anthony Gargano and 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 um, he he's you know he's like this kid is not you know he'll get some he's he's not a starting running back he's calling him more of a you know a third down guy so I don't know what to do with the um with the Eagles running back situation but I do know that I am not down with Sanders at all I know he's cheap I just you know burn me once shame on you burn me twice shame on me this is burn me five times like you know enough enough this is your what five. For Miles Sanders, four or five, whatever it is, he hasn't done it ever. So I'm I'm not down with. That. I don't know what to do with that running back backfield. And the other backfield situation, no, it's just it's too risky. I, I'm going to throw a name out here that I think is going too late in drafts as well. Another running back. I love the running backs because the running backs that you can get late, they can help you win your league. You're not winning your league with some wide receiver you pick. You're just not. You're just not. It's the running back late that's going to help you win your league. Right. DFS has taught us what what am I known for in, in DFS, Shane? Do you know I'm known for playing the cheap running backs? Right. You give me a replacement running back. You give me that's what I that's my brand. My biggest wins have come from like mm-hmm. teams with three running backs whose names you don't know because that's the brand. Right. I'm going to name another running back that's really interesting and going as a running back 51 overall. Tyler Algier. Running back, Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons in general, I think, are a team that are being a little underestimated because I think Mariota is actually good. I know this is going to shock people. I think he's actually good. And Tyler Algier, if if he becomes the starter, I don't know if it's going to happen, but if he becomes the starter, you're getting you know a nice little... Um, you're getting a nice little uh, Shane's internet's found, so I'm going to close this out. But you're getting a nice little starting running back, basically free. You're taking him at the end of your draft. The very, you know, he's 51, uh, RB 51 overall. It's your fourth player on the bench. Costs you nothing. I like pairing him with Cordero Patterson, who's going RB 38, because fuck it. One of those guys is going to be the guy. So you can get those two guys really, really late. And if, you know, if, if Atlanta becomes, um, yeah, I mean, Justin Baker, market. Yeah. I, first of all, this is scaring me and I don't like it one bit. Clipboard Jesus. Don't agree with me. That's number one scares me. Number two. Um, yeah, man, I have, I, you know, in my two QB leagues, I'm all about um, Mariota. I have a ton of him in my two. The guy runs with the, what, what's not to like other than he gets hurt. Like he's going to be the starter. I talked about him last year. He, won somebody a million dollars when he came in for um, Derek Carr in that Monday night or Sunday night, whatever that whatever that showdown game was. 
He won somebody a million dollars. Marcus Mariota just running around out there. And I was like, oh shit, yeah, he's a running quarterback. I forgot about that. So I like Marcus Mariota. Believe the hype. Two QB leagues, super flex. That's the only kind of league I play in anyway. So it's important to really talk about that maybe a little bit. There's no hype around him actually, except for this hype. I'm hyping it. Believe in Mariota. And also, again, Tyler Algier, the rookie running back. They have no one else. Cordero Patterson, okay. Maybe it's him. That's fine. If that, But I think Cordero Patterson might be a wide receiver on that team this year. So I think it's worth taking a shot on Tyler Algier. I'm going to end it there. Remember, like and subscribe to the channel for more great fantasy football content. If you're watching this live, guys, for the live crew tonight, 8 p.m., I'll probably log in maybe 10 minutes to 8 and just kind of get prepared. I'm doing a live high-stakes league draft going up against some names that you know. Um, going up against some names that you know, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna broadcast it. Listen, it's gonna be uh, if you want to watch it and have fun watching it. I think it'll be something interesting. I'll talk through my picks and my thought process. You'll see. Hopefully, I'll get my Damian Pierce on my team. Hopefully, we'll get a lot of these players that we we're talking about. And you'll see, I'm picking from the three spot, so you're gonna kind of get a feel for what a draft looks like. I know it's during the fight. I, I listen. I know, I know, but technically, it's before the pay per view starts, uh, John. It's before, uh, oh, yeah, dude. The, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Pacheco in the 14th yes. round. So uh, DraftKings, by the way, best ball is very soft. Very soft compared to mm -hmm. underdog or anything else. Like, do the best balls on DraftKings. You can really win those. Um, so tune in tonight if you like. 8 o'clock, you'll see me draft a team, super flex team. Uh, not super, Actually, not super flex. Standard league. But starting uh, from the number three starting spot with a third round reversal. So we'll see how that goes. Wide receiver, maybe running back, maybe wide receiver round two. We'll see. And then um, make sure you check out the DFS Army YouTube channel, the DFS YouTube channel, where I'll be putting out, I think, the most important video of this off season, which is going to be basically why you're not winning on DraftKings, And I'm going to explain contest selection and lineup construction for the various contest types. We're going to talk about, it's really going to be focused on people who bet between 50 to $500 in a weekend. And I'm going to teach you how to be profitable doing that. Very important show. Very important show. It's going to be on the DFS Army YouTube channel. Make sure you're subscribed to that one as well. And, of course, I'll be back with Shane throughout the rest of the offseason breaking down various fantasy football things. So thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you next time. Uh, you know, put the, put the stream on one thing, put the fights on another thing. You know, all good. All good. So I, trust me, I want to be watching the fights too, but I signed up for the draft and I got to do it. So um, there we go. We'll see you next time for Flex Shane, for myself, for the Bowl Call podcast. Good luck, everybody. Let's crush it.